welcome to Brokazatsu, two brothers' exploration of tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And uh, Sam, now you're the one who knows what they should be apologizing for. Uh, Harry believes that I'm responsible for giving him the flu, which I will point out, I got my flu shot this year, Harry, so I am blameless. I got the flu shot I have shot the moral too. licensing to spread whatever disease I want for a full calendar year. I got the, f- we both got the flu shot, Sam, and between the, th- the two of us, which of us actually has much of a social life where they go out to meet other people, huh? I mean, there's that, yes, granted, but at the same time... The people I can cut it from, Sam, it's basically either you or the good people at Taco Bell. Uh, Harry, if we're talking about getting sick after <laughs> after visiting a locale... No, 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 I didn't get... I, that's the thing, this illness has not given me diarrhea. Ooh. My digestive Ooh, system has, has been fine. Instead of, Wait, I've Harry, like, what, if, what if this is like a superbug that Taco Bell has been spawning for like every symptom except for what their food causes specifically? We, we got the Taco Bell coronavirus. <laughs> the, the, the we got chalupa, it south of the border, Harry. Chalupa virus. Um, no, yeah, like I was, uh, so I was kind of delirious with, with muscle cramps and stuff when I was editing the last episode to posting it. That's some people might have noticed because I, I still haven't, I, did you know, Sam, that I kind of just do a, did do a description for that one? Like, I hope I edited it right. Like, Harry, I I don't subscribe to our feed because I want to keep the download numbers clean. You know this. Yeah, like, I, I managed to get, like, an image and title, but then after that, I just kind of, I didn't really do a description. Um, <laughs> and then I was, like, woozy with fever, and then now I'm congested, which, like, I'm mostly fine, but I'm congested, which is not a major thing unless you have sleep apnea, like I do, which means you need to sleep with a... You know, with a breathing apparatus, and boy, that that doesn't work well when your nose is stuffy. So I'm having a real good, I'm having a real good week. And I guess, I guess I got it back on you, Sam, by making you watch the guy, well, all of the episodes this week, because even though I liked half of them, you hated all of them, right? <laughs> Pretty much, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to give a quick shout out, like, uh, hey, it turns out that we have a Facebook page, and hey, it turns out that someone is actually posting on it, and hey, I was not under this impression until now, so shout out to Nate T. This one's for you, in a very literal and specific way. Okay, it's a funny joke when we talk about Daniel K. being the only person to listen to it, but I really do worry if we almost have like a team, uh, <laughs> well, team Edward, team Jacob thing, except it's the host of the podcast liking their two fans. <laughs> No, I love both of our fans, Harry. I I love the both, <laughs> all two of our listeners. Uh, this, this is gonna be a fun week, folks. Uh, no, it's not because the episodes this week sucked. I, I mean, all right, I liked. I'm like maybe this is me being a Toku fan and being fine with kind of slow story pacing, but I I liked zero one at least. We'll get into this momentarily, but just as like a global note, I think in our podcast history or. And are specifically Kamen Rider, because Harry, we've watched some bad Toku. Let's let's not lie about that. We've watched some bad Toku. But as far as Common Rider goes, we've been pretty good. Common Rider usually has a pretty good quality. Yes, there are dips, but I think this week overall, worst Common Rider week we've ever had for our podcast. I'll remind you, you're putting this up against Heaven's Tornado. That's pretty low. Like, that if you hated low. all four episodes, then I think it could tip it over, but I would say, like, the Heaven's Tornado two-parter is worse than either of the two-parters, and also I liked one of them, so. Well, Gaib is, we'll get to Gaib later, because Gaib's a whole different problem. But Zero yeah, One. Yeah, God, there's problems with Gaib, but uh, Zero One first, let's talk about Zero One. 
episode 21 and 22 later, if I don't do the numbers. The contest between Heated Intelligence and Zaya, uh, this time, it's a trial. Yeah, like, so, uh, Jack and uh, Aruto, they're scouting out their lawyers for the next trial, and, like, apparently, so... There, there's a lot to unpack, and should we just unpack this like up top, Harry, about the Japanese legal system? Yeah, because uh, the when when uh, Jack he first says to Arto, "Yeah, we're gonna we're going to do a criminal case, like a fraud case, and uh, I'll be the prosecutor, and you'll be the defendant." And Isu kind of leads in and says, "Hey, Arto, this is really bad. Um, it, prosecutors in Japan don't push forward a case unless they're pretty sure to win." Jap- Japanese prosecutors have a 99.9% success rate. Yep. Like, that yep. is, that is they say that on the show, that is also real. That yep. is a real number. And by a real number, that means it's a fake number. Like, if you see 99.9% of anything, that means that in Japan, they send a fuck ton of innocent people to jail. I think it might be a thing of, like, weak cases. They don't actually send them to prosecution because people don't want to ruin their records. Like it, no, no, no. Like, I, I was furious at the first episode, and so I did a little bit of digging. Turns, like, Japan, on paper, has an adversarial system where you have a defense attorney uh, and a prosecutor uh, going before a judge or a magistrate to roll on a case. Turns out that's kind of bullshit. Turns out that the judges just kind of do what the prosecutors tell them to do. Yeah, Like, it's... so... There's a point in this episode where the prosecutor suppresses, like, some blatantly exonerating evidence. That is real. Well, yeah, it's, uh, like, the Phoenix Wright series, when it came over, everybody thought, was like, oh, this is a wacky thing. It's a comedy, because, like, no legal system could be this fucked. But no, that's actually a scathing satire and, like, a critique of Japanese criminal system. And it's, it's real as shit, man. Yeah, so, like... I'm not sure if I liked the episode more or less after I heard about that, but oh my god, it it did kind of kill any motivation whatsoever I ever had for going to Japan. So let's uh, actually get into the episode. So yes, uh, uh, Jack and Naruto, they were talking about lawyers, and so the the lawyer bot for this episode, bingo. he has a <laughs> bingo. He has an inbuilt lie detector, which. Like, lies are weird. So this episode makes a lot of logical leaps. Here's the first one. It assumes that, like, a physical detection, like, lie detector system is good. When, in fact, they suck. Like, the best lie detectors are awful. And that's because human brains are awful. Like, people lie and think they're telling the truth all the time. Like, you could very easily talk yourself into believing a lie, and then your body would have whatever physiological symbols uh, would be indicative with telling the truth. Yeah, like, polygraph tests are, speaking of things that are fucked up, like, never actually believe any results because they're super fakeable and also just easily beatable and very unreliable, and he basically says he's using lie-to-me powers, like he's doing macro-expressions and stuff like that, which, I mean, you could get some info, but it's not, like, it's not definitive, and if... It also varies a- from person to person. Like, there's genetics uh, components, there's upbringing uh, components. Uh, there's so many factors. And if this was a nuanced show, I would say that, you know, it's a bit of writing where the robot guy is believing this more than he should. But in, in these episodes, it's basically just, no, it's he's right and accurate. It is a magic bit of lie detection. Uh, so, speaking of the case. So, the case that they're going on is a fraud case. 
a young man proposed to a young woman and apparently defrauded her for 30 million yen. Yeah, or uh, I think it was, was it 30 million or just 3 million? Sorry, having a coughing fit. I'm not sure it matters hugely, but like, like, I, I think it was 3 million. But anyway, like a decent chunk of money. Basically, she got a, he proposed to her after a month. And then a little bit later, she got a text message saying, hey, I'm arranging stuff for the for the wedding ceremony, but it kind of messed up, and I need you to send the money to this to this account. And, I mean, Sam, you love your wife, but I do think, like, if even if you love her... If I got said, that text you, message from my wife, I would do some off-the-phone verification. Yeah, or, like, you would call her and say, like, hey, I'm... Uh, sorry to hear this didn't work out. Just double checking some stuff about the arrangements. Like you would want, you would want to talk through your options with her for like a little bit. But but now this girl just drops fucking three billion on like an account sight unseen. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the guy who turns out did this. He he's just mass sending this out. And I guess this is like I'm sure a million people. She she fell for like a what like a Zimbabwe guy. What is it? Um, well, no, it's it was. Slightly, ever so slightly more sophisticated than that. He made it look, or uh, the guy who did this, which we won't say that it was the, you know, we won't say that it was the cop yet. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Cyber crimes. The guy who did this, like, he made it look like the text message was from the boyfriend. So there was a little bit of research, there was a little bit of phone spoofing, but all in all, some fairly basic shit. Uh, the prosecutor gives out his evidence, he's wearing this ISB, he's like checking things and saying like, yeah... And the defendant, also, he's gotten financial support from girlfriends of the past, and th- this this is clearly a bad crime and stuff for going forward. And then mm. Bingo uh, says, ah, but we have clear evidence that the message was planted. Because at yes. the very moment the, the message was sent, our, that my client was at a comedy show at Buster Taro. Yeah, so apparently the defendant in this case... They have video evidence of the exact time that the message was sent. They have dozens of witnesses of other friends and family members who were with him at this show. They have physical evidence from the show. They have one of the exploding abs from the Abbots, Abbuster, whatever the fuck his name is. And all the prosecution has is a phone that apparently no one believes could be hacked. Like, this is a running theme of this episode. Like, the prosecutor doesn't seem to think that phones can be hacked. Yua, who is very smart, doesn't seem to believe that phones can be hacked. No one seems to believe that phones can be hacked. In a setting where human gears are getting hacked, like, every hour. Like, when someone suggests, hey, maybe the phone was hacked. Like, people seem insulted. Like, how dare you accuse this phone of being hacked? Well, yeah, master's degree in computer science. You could totally fucking hack a phone real easy and, like, change the timestamps and stuff. Like, this is this is very easily done if we get access to someone's phone. Um, I'm not even, like, it. This, was, this wasn't even hacking. It was spoofing. I'm not sure he needed to hack anything. Like, I guess there was a little bit where the buddy did go into the guy's account, but well, I, that's I don't, it. it. It didn't even go into his account. It went into an account that they've linked to, like, money laundering and stuff. So, like, he, he doesn't actually... The the money disappeared, like the because the guy who framed him uh, is still has the money. He just set up this person to take the fall. So I mean, he did do it for no reason. He got the money. <laughs> so there is a ridiculous, staggering amount of evidence that this guy is innocent. And the prosecutor, he stands up and says, "No, nah, I don't like that evidence. It goes away. We got a phone. We got the phone. Therefore, we have the man." 
Well, he, he kind of pushes the trial to the next day. Um, and by the next day, he has coached the witness to give evidence. Like, in a very clear way, when the witness comes back, I, we'll just say this now. Uh, he's planted the idea in her saying, like, oh, I mean, how could this happen? And she says, well, he could have just sent the message to be delayed later when it's Craig and Alibi. And he says, ah, yes, clearly he was planning this, which is a scummy move for the thing he would do. Uh, and also shows up a lot in Phoenix, right? Like the prosecution coaching witnesses, which real thing, you know, sure. But anyway, uh, what someone else is doing is assaulting, like, so Izu was saying, yeah, I mean, bingo, you did pretty good in that first day. And a tiger bot comes and attacks bingo. Yep, a tiger bot with a Gatling gun on the arm. I will say, I did like the monster this week. Uh, this was one of the more Toku-style, uh, like, Gatling gun tigers that we've seen in quite some time. Yep, it's a well-designed tiger. And also, it's it's fun because it's, uh, it's the robot version of the burst key that we saw used in, like, kind of the gun, one of the gun uh, tools they had. So, yeah, we're, we're seeing the actual monster version. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty strong, but uh, does some more fighting. And Fua, as a salt wolf, just shows up and starts fighting. And he doesn't mention anything about, hey, yeah, I'm having weird... I'm having weird blackouts. I'm not exactly sure how I got here, but no, he just they shows don't up touch on thinks, that this week. Well, yeah, he. I think it's getting deeper in him. He thinks everything's fine, and they they get some hits in, but then the tiger drops a stick of dynamite and runs away in the explosion. So yeah, afterwards, like Afua and Daruto, they have a little bit of pattern recognition, so they immediately believe that the prosecutor uh, might have been the one to, uh, you know, transform and attack them. Uh, this is also aided by the fact that a Zyaspec is dropped at the scene, uh, presumably by the uh, Gatling Gun Tiger. And it turns out, hey, this is the uh, Zyaspec of the Prosecutor. And cuts to the Prosecutor, like, talking to Jack and saying, hey, I I, lo I uh, lost my Zyaspec, I need a spare. And Jack is saying, fine, but this is expensive tech, you know, you, you gotta do things better in this whole procedure. And then the pro Prosecutor turns to him and says, Hey, I just did this because I want to see some interesting tech for free, but if you're going to tell me how to do my job, I'm going to, like, forfeit your stupid competition. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm an accomplished prosecutor. I don't have some inferiority complex. I'm fine. I have a 99.9% .9 success rate, dude. Don't fuck with me. He mostly said that in response to a thing where he cited the 99.9% .9 chance of conviction, and Jack said, no, it needs to be 999%. And this guy does not play with this. So we jump a little bit to uh, Hirobi and Fua, uh, having a little bit more Hannibal Lecterisms going on. Hirobi is saying that the growth of the internet has caused hate to spread quickly throughout humanity, which, a little bit on the nose. Yeah, Aruto is, like, pumping information, uh, saying, like, hey, I, you know, it's someone else hacking them, and Hirobi has to confirm, no, 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 the human gears are giving up control on their own. Like, that's that's their decision. So back to the court case, like the defense attorney is looking a little down because the prosecutor has decided to not admit any of his exonerating evidence. Well, it, like he, he did the thing I said where he's like coaching the witnesses and turning it around and stuff. Uh, this is also the, the point when he gets called away because Fua sent in the Zyaspec for analysis and the person who figured it out uh, is the officer who made the arrest. Yes. Who... Yeah, he noticed that this evidence was put in, and hey, it's a guy he arrested. So he stepped in and analyzed it himself. And boy, that's not a thing that you should do. No, it's a, 
uh, Izu kind of gives him a quick scan and uh, announces his name and his backstory to the audience, more or less saying, oh, by the way, this is the guy that actually did it. Yeah, like, I mean, there's specific rules where police officers cannot analyze the evidence of their own cases because they have biases and, like, they you have to have objective analysis. So, I mean, I, they in the episode, I feel like they should... Again, it's a thing where if this was a more nuanced show, maybe this would be, like, them saying, like, hey, this is more sketchy, but the characters seemed fine with it. Vu was kind of a rogue cop. Like, he had a moment a bit earlier where he said, hey, I still kind of hate human gears, but one did save my life. And Arto, if they're learning to hate humans, then you just got to teach them how to, how to be better, you know? It's great. Yeah, I wrote down the full quote because I actually quite liked it. So, uh, Fua said, human gears have put my life in danger, and they've also saved it. They're both guilty and innocent. You've just got to teach them to be smarter. Isn't that what your company is all about? Fua is, he's getting a bit more zen and showing growth as he's slowly possessed by an evil robot. And talks more and more with his Hannibal Lecter. I'm calling it right now. Hirobi and Fua team up in like 10 episodes. Oh, the fan fiction's already being, being written, Sam. So at this point, like the the cop has said that the Zaya spec was from the case prosecutor. And so, of course, the defense attorney, Aruto, Izu, they go and confront the prosecutor. Yeah. Because they have evidence, like, directly from a police officer. And he's hanging with Jack. And they say, all right, prosecutor, your Zyspec was found at the scene. Did did you argue the, like, Magyar? And he says, no. And Bingo looks at him and says, he's not lying. Yep. At which point, the prosecutor just flips the fuck out and says, like, I will not accept this from a human gear. And then Jack stands up and slaps a fucking, like, hacker belt onto the defense attorney and causes him to transform. Well, Jack kind of really, he's really doing his thing of kind of making the situation worse and worse. Like, the prosecutor, he just says one kind of mean thing, like, hey, I don't need to sit here and take these accusations. Uh, and Guy says, oh, well, an AI that makes its own judgments should be disposed. And Bingo says, oh, you you want me to die? And Guy shouts, cybercrime can be so heinous. Like, uh, in the society of information, the smallest thing can ruin lives. Like, hey, hey, Aruto, do you have a backup for this guy? And back, and Aruto doesn't respond, and Izo eventually says, yeah. Here's an example of how bad cybercrime can be. I'm going to slap this fucking belt on you and turn you into Magyar. He just committed a major crime in front of a prosecutor. Is yeah. he not concerned about this? I mean, he's rich. He does have that. That's that's his biggest superpower is that he's rich. And that is a mighty superpower. That is a superpower that gets a lot of people off a lot of shit. But he was also in the room with another very rich person with every incentive to fuck him over. Yeah, well, Aruto is starting to, to get... Well, Aruto is starting to... He's he's making his own decisions on how to fuck him over, because, like, the the guy is going crazy. He becomes the, the weird shell human gear again. Like, there's a fight. It's not very drawn out. Like, Aruto has to kill him. And then he turns to Jack and says, You just murdered him. Yeah, and so they fight, like, Aruto and Jack... Like, they are, they're flipping out, they're going head-to-head. Like, he, he uses Shining Assault Hopper with the energy bits, and then Jack steals the tech and says, Hey, I just got your best tech. Well, uh, uh, this is the start of the next episode, 22. So Jack steals it, 
says, hey, you have no authority over me, and now I've just acquired your most valuable technology. So they have a long fight with, like, energy things, like, bursting through the air, and, like, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, it's... The the fights in the series, they're a lot less just Datsugura Toku, and it's becoming crazy energy stuff. Like, they're... It's way more special effects heavy, and the budget's going Yeah, it's going leaning up. into the CGI, and uh, also they're they're kind of evenly matched. Yeah, like, Arto, it's... I don't know... Before, uh, Guy, the the way I've seen this interpreted is that, like, uh, Arto, before now, he wasn't really willing to go full out against the human being, because, like, they're less easily rebootable, but at this point, he really fucking hates Guy, and he's trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah, like, Arto is losing his shit, and straight up just pulls no punches against him, and so they both detransform after their uh, ultimate scansel, and they say, hey... Let's go back to the courtroom. The next scene we see is Yua and Yua and Jack. They're in the Metsupo base, working with the Ark, making forbidden keys. Yua has some serious doubts about what they're doing, because Guy, Jack, he's just lead way the fuck in to being the villain of this Ark. Like, not even pretending anymore. And Yua is looking at him and saying, Hey, are you sure it's a good idea to make this major upgrade for zero one like at the second you take control of his company he loses the ability to use his belt so shouldn't we just go with that so jack says no 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 this this is perfect i need something to sideline him keep him in control this is going to be perfect <sighs> oh you uh like i'm so looking forward to your redemption arc like i'm not redemption might be too strong a word because you know you were kind of always under this guy's thumb like I'm looking forward for your, like, your emancipation. I'm looking forward to your Harley Quinn moment when you break free of this guy. She's clearly less okay with this over and over. Like, unless she's secretly undercover for, like, a third guy, then she is realizing, oh, I'm... she doesn't want to be a baddie. Are we the baddies? We're making enemy belts. We're transforming innocent human gears and murdering people. There's skulls everywhere. Bingo is his Nemo is very sad because they need... It's now fully Phoenix right? They basically need to find the killer and prove it conclusively or else he's going to lose the trial. Like, it's it really sucks. Yep. Witnesses, video evidence, physical evidence. <sighs> Nothing really matters. Yep. And the the trial concludes for today and they're doing closing. They're doing concluding arguments tomorrow and it looks bad. And Jack just sneers at Arato, says, yeah, be prepared to hand over your company. Uh, like, Kornoske, he didn't only give that to you, he also passed on his sins. Every drop of blood spilled by human gears is on your hands. And Aroto looks at him and says, I'm starting to wonder. And Guy smirks as he walks off. Like, much, he's mask off. Uh, so, uh, let's go back to Hirobe in his Hannibal Lecter gear. Hirobe is explaining to Fua, Aruto, and Izu uh, that the only way for this to be happening is if Zaya is using the Ark technology. And yeah. he starts to freak out. How dare humans use the Ark for themselves? It almost looks like he's going to break out, but no, no, he's pretty heavily restrained. It's, I I think it's even maybe less of a specific, it it could be him freaking out and ways realizing, but it also could be like, like a fucking kill command where Aruto asking the obvious question, hey, how did, you know, Jack get this? And when Hirobi starts thinking about it hard, he, like, kind of glitches. So maybe he has a thing where he literally can't tell him. 
I mean, that would that would be interesting. We still don't entirely know what Tahirobe's deal is at this point. It's becoming pretty clear that, like, maybe he's re- realizing his whole damn crusade is just a fucking corporate takeover bid. <laughs> uh, the defense attorney, like, he agrees to solve the case. Like, they get a, he gets a call from Fua, and so he just kind of just drags it on and on a little bit so that they can invest, do a little bit of investigating about the lion, uh, the Google Glass, etc., uh, so Fuwa, he's asking about people who went to and left the courtroom because he's the Zaya, the Zaya spec when it got stolen. That's like a very specific time frame. So if you could track the guy who left, he can maybe find the culprit. He goes to uh, talk to a guy who left at that moment, the cyber crimes guy. Hey, he goes to confront the obviously guilty police detective. Uh, he video feeds back to Bingo and Bingo says, hey, he's lying. Bingo. Like just as the judge is about to hand down his sentence Fua drags him in it says hey he immediately confessed uh like he, i've got the evidence <laughs> on the laptop i have everything and the judge is this close to saying no nah, leave the room I'm, I, w- I was in the middle of a sentence dude <laughs> but the prosecutor uh says no 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 like this is i was about to wrongfully convict somebody and that's really bad let's let's retrial this control z uh like i'm I, I'm going to spin this better, and, like, I'm going to be the reasonable one. Yep. Human gears are truly exceptional. Ha <laughs> ha. So the cop grabs a key, and there's a fight with Fua. So it's it's fairly perfunctory. Uh, and Fua is still, he's still, like, doing some fights off to the side. But Aruto uh, gets pissed. Aruto when... and Jack. Yeah. They're Cause... about to intervene. Because Jack is saying, like, ugh, this is foolish. How could someone use my Zyspec for evil? And Aruto is gritting his teeth as he shouts these next lines. Like, how are you even... You're not one to talk. You taught the Ark about evil. You gave birth to Metsubojin Rai. People have died because of you. Yeah, like... Applause for Aruto. Like, finally putting two and two together. Jack is not a guy to be trusting. Jack is the villain. Jack needs to be dealt with. Like, Jack is... He's saying standard, like, CEO villain stuff, like, oh, it's just, I was just telling you the truth, like, this is just reaping what you sow. And Aruto shouts, shut up, this is all your fault, and he is clearly going as hard as he can against Guy. Mm-hmm. And Guy's like, uh, oh, or, like, Jack, and Jack says, oh, you're so mad, man, like, you're upset, I'm the cobwood here, I'm, I'm being reasonable. Uh, yeah, your, your mind is being ruined by impulse, and that impulse is malice. And I got something for that. And so he slips Aruto a tainted key, which transforms him into his metal form. Yay, we have the mid-series power boost, finally. So and it's, it's a nice... A, yeah, and it's a berserk boost. We we saw it in Fang Joker, and also, like, not covered in the series, but uh, the the purple metals in O's, uh, the hazard trigger in build, it, it's pretty common. And, like, it usually ties into the themes of the show. And in this one... Aruto, before he was kind of communing with Satellite Zaya through the belt to ask about how the Ark stuff is happening, now we get to see what the inside of the Ark is like. Oh boy, it's very red and very flamey. Yeah, it's a dark sigil cyberspace, but then all of the numbers turn into kanji, which I gotta assume is like extinction or something, and Swarm Aruto would start eating him. And... Uh, Metal Cluster Hopper forms, like, a swarm of locusts, like, eating, like, the, they eat the, the Magir guy. 
<laughs> yep, just completely destroy him. And Aruto, he is in serious pain throughout this entire transformation. He is not in control at all. Like, his body's just... It destroys the uh, Gatling Gun Tiger. And then Jack tries to fight it, and he just manhandles him. They harden in response to physical trauma. Like, he's covered in nano sheets now. Like, it's almost... Like, Jack, for some reason, has decided decided that the best move is to give his opponent a major power upgrade that drives him insane with homicidal lust and gives him, like, gray goo powers and also, like, adaptive nanotechnology. Like, Jack, are you sure? Do you have a really good plan here? What's your plan? Yes. At the end of the episode, Jack is on the ground, he is bleeding, and he is laughing. Haha! Witness the power of the Ark. Somehow I'm winning. I'm bleeding, making me the victor. Like, it's... Haruto is just, like, he's eating the surroundings around him. Like, Fua has to, like, dash in and desperately rip off the belk, because it's clear he's he's gonna probably kill Jack and maybe also everyone else around him. It's it's pretty rough, and Aruto, he barely gets out of the cyber hellscape, and he's just he's just sitting quietly in his office. Like the the one now one competition thing, they got two more. Uh, he says, "All right, because I, they haven't called off the goddamn competition yet, I because mean, they're still going forward with the storyline." It's weirdly low stakes because guy he's shouting that if they win three times, he's just going to get the company. Which I don't know, maybe stock prices, but like that's not the agreement. I think that's no, just guy. It's, it's really not. Yeah, that's guy thinking it is how it is, and I mean, does what does Aruto really gain from calling it off? Because like, it doesn't really matter. Like at this point, guy's almost digging his grave. Yeah, I mean, like guy Jackie's he's committing more and more criminal acts, more and more in public. All Aruto really needs to do is just like catch some of that on film and leak it. Like he has the person who was behind Metsubo Jinrai. Oh. He is, at this moment, using Metsubo Jinrai tech to transform human gears into murderous monsters, and has done so in front of witnesses. Like the... Aruto should be going for the kill now. I I don't know. I I think it's probably related to the fact that Yua was nearby, and much like she uh, was filming the Dodoki guy, and then released that later, she was filming Aruto turning into, like, Grey Goo super killer bot. So I, I think that's probably... That footage may be getting released soon, in some way. Uh, yeah, that fair enough. Make, it'll probably make not a lot of sense, and then be fixed in a couple episodes. Like that—that's how it's going. Well, uh, I mean, or, we have four more episodes of this arc, and then we're yeah. done. Like the—the the, maybe you are deciding to like, maybe that'll be the point when you uh like flips when she's like actually there's other other footage you need to release. But anyway, it closes with Aruto saying, "I can't lose his eye and their evil president," and Izu says, "All right, I." I request you phrase it as a joke, because uh, it things are rough. But Izu, she really wants a joke. She's like clapping and looking forward to it. It's a really, really nice moment between Izu and Naruto. Like they, they really love each other, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, they got chemistry. So he thinks about it for a second and says, "All right, we're gonna sock Zaya right in their Aya." <laughs> Yay for bad puns! It's it's a fun show. So let's go to a less fun show, or I mean. Do we have any global notes to talk about? Because, like, clearly, clearly this arc is fucking dragging. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm still kind of liking it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess maybe I'm just more used to some of the stuff, but I'll, like, the plot is moving slow. Uh, but I'm, I'm more fine with it. And, like, there, there's weird logical inconsistencies because, like, the, you know, the fact that these are all CEOs acting very publicly makes some of the superheroes make less sense. But, like, 
this this lawyer arc it felt it felt like episodes from a different worse series like zero one has been pretty high quality so far i have very much enjoyed it these two episodes they were a drag and we got we got two more we have two more challenges we have uh the next episode which is apparently about marriage and then whatever the fuck the fifth like challenge is i don't know what the marriage thing is like is arutu trying to get him to get married and jack is trying to break him up what the hell is going on is it a human marriage human gear or is it like matchmakers because like it it seemed i mean it was it's the next a human episode. marrying a human gear sure. and somehow that is a contest yeah, I guess we'll figure it out. Do you think the final contest is just going to be like a fist fight between the two of them? That would actually be a contest, Terry. That actually, uh, I should spoil it, but that actually came up in Build in a weird way that actually kind of didn't, I didn't like how that happened in Build, but that was for different reasons. Uh, but anyway, that, that's Build, and like, that's other shows, like, let's, you know, let's finish with Zero One, because uh, stuff's happening next week, and we'll find that out next week. But we have, there's some stuff that I already know how it ends. We're not stopping guy until it's done. And so let's start. Let's start stopping. So, Gaim, when last we left Gaim, Michi had just murdered his brother. It was a very dramatic moment. Uh, Kota had achieved his, like, uh, final form. The overlords were getting into position. Everything was going to pace. Uh, massive drama, massive countdown. So, hey, so do you like start... soccer? <laughs> like, do you hear Not... Japan has Japan has really good odds in soccer. Like, there's some fun players out there. Like, let's, let's take a moment and talk about soccer, because, boy, sports. Sports, right, yes. So we get a something. we get a totally inconsistent side quest. All right. So there's a movie, uh, that was released around the time of this episode. This is like the tie-in, and boy, this is not a subtle tie-in. Like that, there was we we saw one of the best tie-ins in Coming to Our Double, where it's just like a bit of a briefcase thing in one episode, uh, and then the next episode, there's just uh, the tower was kind of damaged and attack, and it like it's totally it was totally. It, it fit in really well, but also if you didn't see it, it's fine. This is this is the worst it's done in game, and for reasons you'll understand better later. But like this episode is just a blatant tie-in to a movie that I'm not gonna show you, Sam, because it's for because it's so disappointing. What was this? Is this a Common Rider movie? So Common Rider game, great soccer battle, Golden Fruits Cup. It was like the the late series movie for Common Rider game. Where it took place, like, all in an alternate dimension where, uh, so there, there's this, uh, there, there's, like, this, uh, thing with, like, other universes that were eaten by the forest. One of them, like, the guy who became god in that one is, like, this little kid named Lapis, which fucks me up because I can't hear people talking about Lapis and not think about Steven Universe. a good show. Like, it, it basically, a kid sees coming to run a guy and but like, this is, this is dumb, I should make things just a fun sports story. Which honestly, I'm kind of down with. Like, if the movie was actually like Shaolin, <laughs> if the movie was actually fucking Shaolin, Sha Shaolin soccer, but Tokusatsu, like that, that would be amazing. 
even if it was bad, it would be amazing. But instead, it's just like 10 minutes of that than the most boring fights ever. So th- this is like the best version of the movie, honestly. Oh, God. And it's still not good. It's still not good. I liked how absurd it was. And also, I kind of just liked Baron's reactions to stuff. Uh, basically, this whole episode, Kota, is he's just fighting like a weird symmetry, a locust guy. Uh, he's just having fights with them that don't matter. So, like, that that's all he does in this episode. And then at the end of it, he just goes to continue running. Uh, so, ignore Kota. Kota is running for an entire 30-minute episode. Kaito, he's sitting on a bench. He's kind of sad because he's got that arm wound. Yep, he's dying. He knows it. No one else does yet. And then he sees a weird kid. Like, kind of... All right, I'm not sure how he does the thing. All right, because... Maybe the state I'm in, and also because of these episodes, the way I was feeling, and I was watching them right before we recorded anyway. I didn't do any notes for these episodes, Sam. You know what? We we don't need to talk about this episode, Harry. Like, they took they took an episode from the middle of, like, the final arc, when the drama was reaching its peak, and they just rip us out of it. And plant us in a fucking alternate universe Remember when I mentioned that in Kamen Rider Double, like, between two, the final two episodes of The Weather Guy, like, the, the major climax when he was, like, becoming super powerful in terror, we had to get Excel, get, had to get Trial Mode to kill him. I mentioned that at that exact moment, they also had, like, the special where they fought the, like, the egg chicken monster guy. It was just, like, a fun cooking show. Like, this is, like, if that wasn't a OVA, but said actually in the series at that moment. God, I can't imagine, like, waiting a week... After, like, after Michi kills Takatora, and this is your gift. Oh, uh, Sam, I was a Toku fan at the time, and, like, I was reading Forbes, and people didn't like it. I, I can imagine. Like, how bad was the backlash against this, Harry? Uh, people just got, people were so hopeful for, like, a lot of guy, but then around now, they started getting really angry at, angry at a lot of things. Mostly angry at Michi, like, you have no idea how fucking much people hate Michi. And, like, yeah... That's true. Because, like, he's the villain for, like, basically, what, like, most of the show? What? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, I'd say the first third, he's, like, a frenemy. But then after that, he's just straight up a baddie. Yeah, from, from like, episode 12 on, he's kind of a, he's gradually more and more of an antagonist. But no, no, we got time for Michi later. I just want to mention just a couple quick bits of Kaito. Because he gets, like, isekai'd into a world where... They, like, do soccer, but, like, they have the... They still have the transforming suits, so they have superpower soccer. Mm-hmm. And I, the just thing I just want to get here is that Kaito, he looks around, shrugs, and says, eh, that's fine, like, you know, whatever. If people dance, then I dance. If people soccer, then I soccer. Like, I'm, I'm just being strong in whatever way. <sighs> yeah, Kota, Kota goes into it. Or, uh, sorry, Kaito goes into it. Because Kaito is a good character. Yeah, he deserves better. Like, I, maybe he ends up back here after the show. Let's let's hope for that because he's not going to have a happy ending, is he? Because there even anything else to talk about this episode? Like, it, oh, no, okay. there isn't. Okay, I'll just mention in case it matters later. So, like the villain of the series or the villain of this movie. So this movie also it wasn't written by uh, Gen Urobuchi. It was written by uh, like a sub writer, like a guy who was assisting Urobuchi on like some episodes. Like the movie and this episode were like ones where he was the uh, like, the only writer. Okay. So are you saying that the guy who appears at the very end of the episode with the golden apple belt, that's that's the boss of the movie, not the boss of the show? 
Yeah, that, that's Kogane. Uh, he's so like, he never appears in the show. Well, we'll get into it. Oh. Um, well, it's just forget it for now. Um, All right, I'll like, forget it for now. The the deal with Kogane in the movie, because like, he's just he's just an evil guy. I'm not sure he would really... He just wants power to rule the world, and like... He's just a manifestation of the, like, some dimension tried to make the the golden fruit that turns into a god that just made an artificial one that turned evil and started eating worlds. And that's just Kogane. And he's not interesting. So let's get on to the next episode that actually moves the plot forward ever so slightly. Uh, yeah. Episode 38. So Kota shows up at the place where the brothers fought and sees Takatora's broken belt. It's like, oh, man, I bet Michi was really broken up about this. Michi is in the shadow. Uh, he's in the shadows watching him, and then Michi goes into the tower to meet with Greeny, and Greeny starts asking about murdering his brother. At which point, Takatora's ghost shows up. Michi, he's so bad at this that he can't even kill his brother to do anything because he just his mind invents another brother to like yell at him and give him like other stuff, like give him other weird motivations. Like Reggie, at a certain point, looks at him and says, "Oh, I." I thought maybe you were going to be better, but, like, now you're just broken. Eh, I guess this is something, you know. I'm mostly just keeping you around for laughs. Uh, Greeny just gives no shits about Michi, and Michi doesn't realize that yet. Kota, he walks back sadly to the Grease Lightning garage, where Mai is there, and, uh, says, like, yeah, Takatora was taken down. And there's even, I didn't, I didn't do notes, but this line was so dumb, but it's like, doesn't he punch a wall and say, if this keeps happening, then Michi is going to, like, cross a line he can't come back from. Like, where's that <laughs> line, Kota? I don't know. I don't know. But it's Kota. He's going to keep giving him chances until the end of the world. It's already the end of the world. He's giving him chances past the end of the world. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is, like, active apocalypse going on right now. Like, monsters are in every major city. So how many millions have people have died already? I guess we're... Sorry if we're going fast in this one, but maybe you can tell from the sound of my voice we're, we're both sick. We're fading pretty fast. I'm having to mute my microphone every 30 seconds and just have the biggest loogie. This is kind of a setup episode, so it's fine. Because the thing that's set up is Professor Ryoba walks around the corner and says, Wow, yeah, sorry to hear about Takatora. You know, uh, I'm so broken up it feels like my heart might burst. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do really like Professor Mori here. <laughs> like... It's a great performance. It fucking breaks my heart that the actor turned out to be a shithead. Because, like, I love Ryoba in this episode and, like, just what he breaks to the character. Because he's, speaking of mask off, like, his actions have, like, doomed a decent chunk of the world. And, like, he just so blatantly obviously doesn't care. And, like, everyone here knows he's enough of a shithead that he doesn't need to pretend. Just like, yeah, yeah, look, I need to do a pl- I have an offer for you. And Kota's, like, attacking him. He says, like, I'm not here to fight, but whatever, I'll fight you a little bit. Yeah, uh, so there's a perfunctory fight, but anyway, uh, Dr. Roaring, uh, he says that he has secret, uh, he has secret uh, avenues to get into the Egdrasil Tower, which of course he does. He's like a mad scientist. Of course he builds in, like, multiple backdoors. Yeah, he was, he was planning to betray you the whole time. Uh, and yeah, so he, he can, like, the system that runs the town, all that stuff, he can get in and, like, reboot some of the systems, but he needs some help. Uh, and, like, and Yoka says, hey, he will betray you in a second, he's not trustworthy, and Bravo says, yeah, a professional would not turn his back on him, and Kota says, I don't know, I think we should listen to him. 
Yep. Kota. Great judge of character, Kota. Baron, he's sitting on the he's sitting on a hill, and he's wearing the belt, like he always is these days, because maybe the belts will help with the arm thing. He just sits there, and, like, he, Mai, and Kota all have, like, a long chat about, boy, what do they want to do when this whole thing is over? Mai wants to have a party. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone's going to be happy. No one's going to be dead. Isn't that right, Kaito? And everyone will be there. And Kaito says, you're talking about Michi, aren't you? You you still want to save him. Kota starts uh, starts defending this decision. And Kaito turns to him and says, hey, all right, you know, my, at least she has, you know, she has, she wants to save people. She wants to create a safe place for the city. She wants to, like, she wants to make the world the way she wants it to be. And that's great. You don't have any plans for after this. Like, you're fighting for other people, but do you even have, like, a single thing you want for yourself that you're fighting for? Like, do you have any ideas about, like, what what will happen after you win this thing and you're, like, not dead? And there's just, like, a dial tone on Kota's face. I was like, what? You can't have blank characters. Like, your main character needs to have texture, needs to have emotions, needs to have desires, needs to have, like, a thread that you can follow through. This is the problem with Cypher characters. He's he's not a cipher character. He's just badly written. Like and uh, all right, the only way he's well written is if you accept that his sister fucked him up psychologically and he just like has a weird complex. If he's dumb, if he's just like the dumbest. K- Kota the demo. Yeah. At this point, Mai goes uh, grocery shopping with a red shirt. Literally with a red shirt. Oh yeah, it's Pico. Oh poor Pico. Guess what happens? Michi is there. Yeah. Michi shows up along with an overlord, and oh, poor Pico. The only reason Pico survives is because Mai says that she will go with Michi if he stops murdering Pico. Like, there was a scene, I guess we skipped, uh, where, like, uh, Reju, the the overlord, she was talking about, yep, so I have gotten enough people to fuel the the wife defridging device, and that it should be able to bring her back. And Russia was like, yeah, that's great. Uh, uh, sucks that so many of our friends are dead, though. There's, we're almost extinct. And I'll bet you this is I'm like, literally the only overlords left are the three you see in this episode. Like, Reggie, Russia, and the weird turtle guy. Like, I don't think there's any others. Holy shit. Well, I guess also the wife. I don't, I mean, uh, she... Well, she's she's dead, I guess. She's but... time space, she's time space fridged or dead or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she's dead. Reju is like, yeah, you think it's bad that we're dying, but you did give that kid, like, a seed of knowledge that he's using to kill us, right? Like, isn't that a thing? And Rushua says, hey, as a race that's on its way to extinction, like, I'm just watching over and seeing, like, if there's anybody who's great. And if there's even a single human being that's, like, worth anything, I don't know, maybe I'll, like, let them rule over everything. And Reju thinks that's dumb. It, it's especially dumb because he's talking about Kota. Michi, like, also that's the moment that he got the plan to, like, abduct Mai, so I don't know. Uh, so yeah, he abducts Mai, and Petko calls him on the radio. Uh, Kota shows up first to try and rescue her, and ends up fighting Michi, and loses. So, Kota, there's a couple things happening here. One, Mon Michi, he's, like, gotten a, a questionable, very underexplained power boost. Maybe just because he's, like, fighting suicidally now, which is especially effective when you're fighting against Kota, who, like, will not fight against you. Yeah, there is that part. And, like, Baron shows up and is trying to kill him. But remember that Baron 
every scene that like he looks at the wound, he's in like more and more agony. So Baron's basically crippled and like fighting with one arm. Yeah. So it's Kota and Kaito versus Michi, and somehow they lose. And Michi takes Mai back to the tower. They don't really lose. They just at one point Baron just grabs Kota by the shoulder and says, Hey, let's just leave. You can't finish him like this. Like, you're a big idiot, and you're just, you're going to let the strike out, so let's just leave. And as they watch Michi leaving, uh, Kaito says, he's cast aside doubt, crossed a line he can't come back from. I guess that's the explanation about how Michi got powered up again. I mean, he's just joking, laughing, and, I don't know, I think maybe somebody in planning the series said, and Michi will, like, have kind of a dark arc towards the end of the series, but, like, they started it way too early, so they just had to escalate. At this point... He is basically as evil as the fucking, like, zombie incel from Kamen Rider Double that we covered first. Like, that guy. <laughs> like, the final couple episodes that were, like, bone-chilling when we watched them, Michi is basically at that level. And, like, there's still more show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Michi's... Michi's god. It's... It's the low point of the series, and we've got, what, like, ten episodes left? Uh, yeah. Like, this, the series episodes and... The series ends in 47... 46 or 47. So we've got time for Zack to die, for Bravo to die. Like, what bodies need to be dropped, like, as they storm the castle next week? There's a bunch of villains left. I mean, there's the overlords. Um, well, there's not a bunch of overlords left. There's yeah, three, apparently. Th- there's three. Uh, like, I, I don't think Turtle Guy lasts much longer. Um, my, it's questionable what happens to her because of the time-space thing. Like, I know what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Zach... she needs to die at some point to become, like, ghost future Mai. Yeah, Zack Death Clock, uh, Yoko Death Clock, um, what other Death... Oh, yeah, like, you, you have the, like, what other Death Clocks? I mean, Michi Death Clock, uh... Bravo, right? I mean, it's the type of show where, like, there's Death Clocks for pretty much everybody. And poor, poor Kaito. Oh, yeah, Kaito, the, who who deserves to live in Soccer Land forever. Like, he was having he was having fun there. I think he liked it. So, yeah, just a couple episodes to set up until we get to the next episodes where they are gonna trust... Professor Ryoba, I think. And immediately have half the cast die, I'm assuming. Well, Professor Ryoba, I think he plays his cards a little bit better than that, because uh, he he he's not like Michi, he times his betrayals much better. Mai's been, like, abducted and will be dabbled for, um, maybe The remainder a lot of, of the series? May, maybe the remainder of the series. Oh, god damn it! I mean, in one way or another, maybe, we'll see. Like, some stuff is happening. You know, while she's not here, we gotta put in some extra effort. Like, I, I was hopeful for the show, but instead, let's just let's just keep dancing, Sam. Yes, everyone, just keep dancing. Hopefully, the next time we'll be less sick and less miserable. Maybe I'll feel like doing notes. Nope. I still like Zero One, though. Oh yeah, Zero One's still great. They just need to get out of the mid-series funk and move on from and move on from Guy as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs>